Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Grow and Go podcast. Woohoo! Super hyped that you're here today. I feel a lot better than I did last week, so it's just going to be me on today's episode. But um, I feel like today's episode is really going to resonate with almost every single person who chooses to hear today's words um, because it's about a topic that is super relatable right now. Uh, it's about a topic that has surfaced the globe. And I bet if you pause this right now and judging also by the title of today's episode, I bet you can already guess what today's conversation is going to cover. Um, And if you've been living under a rock, the world wants you to stay under that rock. (laughs) So if you have no idea what I'm going to talk about, this might be news to you, but I'm sure you already know. So, (laughs) but today's episode finds us in the middle of a pandemic that has shook everyone and it's almost left everyone kind of clueless to what is actually going on. Um, We're going to talk about the coronavirus or just sickness in general, and we're going to talk about God's view on sickness and how we can respond to how God reacts when sickness seems to spread like wildfire. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. But of course, I need to give you guys an embarrassing story. And what better way to start a conversation about sickness and health than giving an embarrassing story of a time where sickness almost made me sick. (laughs) So here's that embarrassing story for the week. So this happened when I was in third grade. Okay, third grade, not my favorite year. Honestly, probably fourth grade was my favorite. Not like that matters, but third grade was a decent year. I had this teacher named Mrs. Smith, and she was really great. And, oh, <laughs> this is not the embarrassing story, but, oh, man, I should I should save it for another time, but I'm already kind of already talking about it. So there's my third grade birthday party, I invited everybody in my class and only two people showed up. There was like 25 people in my class. They're like, nah, only two of them showed up at a bowling alley. And it was just super embarrassing, but that's not the embarrassing story. So you actually guys, you guys actually get a little, a small story on top of the one I'm going to tell. So, um, but anyway, so third grade, it's pretty decent year. Not can't, can't complain about it, but this year, um, I don't know if you guys ever had to do this, but when there were some classes where you had to take two desks or in like two people had to sit together, like their desks were touching each other. And so I had paired, so we had to do that and we were doing it in rows and I had paired next to this girl named Alyssa. Um, I don't talk to Alyssa now and I'm pretty sure she doesn't know I have this podcast. So I think it's all free terrain right now to like just roast her. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but anyway, so I was paired next to this girl, Alyssa, and Alyssa's a sweet girl, okay? So I didn't know her too well, but she was she was nice. She was really sweet, really kind. Um, and then one day, um, she wasn't feeling too good. And I remember she, like, had told me that too, right? She's like, hey, I just want to let you know, I don't really feel too good. And third grade me is like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, the day goes on. We're you know, doing math or whatever. We're learning long division or something like that. And we are sitting next to each other the whole time, of course. And so there comes a point where she's just like, she, I could see it on her face. She just does not feel good at all. And I, and I could tell. And so there came a point where like, I didn't even ask, but like, I already knew I didn't want to like upset her or anything, but I was kind of like, all right, I should just keep that in mind. If she doesn't feel good. I'll raise my hand and I'll 
call the teacher over, you know, if she needs anything, right? So, middle of the class, she looks over to me. She's like, hey, Tanner, can I, uh, do you have a pencil I could borrow? And of course, me, having all these mechanical pencils, like a boss, was like, yeah, of course I have, of course I have a spare pencil. Are you kidding me? So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I keep my backpack on the side of my desk. So, I, I'm like, yeah, let me get you one. So, I lean over to my desk or over my desk to the side where my backpack is. And I reach down and I'm going through my bag and I find a pencil finally. And I come back up and I, I come back up and I hand, I look, I grab the pencil and I look over to her and all of a sudden there's just a giant pile of vomit on my desk. (laughs) And she had missed her desk completely, which blows my mind. She just thought I'm going to throw up on Tanner's desk. He's doing a nice gesture by getting me a pencil. I'm going to throw up on his desk. And I was just shocked by it. Cause I'm like, I did a good thing for you and you didn't return it back. But <laughs> anyway, I was, I was blown away. I was like, what in the world? So in the middle of that shock, I raised my hand up really slowly. And I go, Mrs. Smith. She's like, yeah, Tanner. And I'm like, um, Alyssa threw up on my desk. <laughs> like, I felt so embarrassed doing it. And, like, everybody's eyes were geared towards our desks. And I, and she was just, like, covering her face, kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. And I felt awful for her. But, it, oh, my gosh, it was like, I don't know if that's her embarrassing story or mine. Because, regardless, I had to throw up on my desk. But, yeah, that's what happened. And... I haven't talked to her since, and I had blocked her. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't block her. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was my embarrassing story of the week, and I almost wanted to throw up. So putting that aside, I know that's like some of you guys' favorite highlights. Some of you are probably logging out right now. But anyway, for the people who are sticking with me, let's dig right into the topic, which is sickness, okay? Everyone on planet Earth has experienced sickness, you know, from flus to colds to coughs, to fevers, there's a wide variety of different sicknesses that we can experience throughout our lives. And, you know, some are mild, like a runny nose or a sore throat. You know, some people hate that season where, you know, the weather starts to shift because then everybody gets sick. Um, But some, some other sicknesses, on the other hand, are pretty severe, like pneumonia or cancer. And, but the truth is, while we can wash our hands almost every single second of every day or be, or choose to be a germaphobe like Howie Mandel, we cannot escape the reality that sickness will come to all of us. And I want to approach this conversation on the whole coronavirus thing going right now, uh, specifically from a different angle. Because if you've opened up any platform of social media, literally Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everybody's talking about it within the last two weeks, you've probably seen most, if not all, of all the people you follow, your friends with, comment and post about this sickness, the coronavirus. And it's a big deal. I mean, the coronavirus has shut down schools, Literally, all my friends from out of town are now in town, um, which is a good thing, but also a bad thing because now everybody has to do school online. Um, it has limited social gathering numbers. Like, for example, like I had church today, um, all online. Nobody was allowed to go to the building because it was 250, you know, 250 more people than like if it was less than that, then we could go. But we had more people, so we had to cancel it. And we had to do it all online. Um, and is even affected the way we shop for toilet paper. Like literally all these stores, like I have to go meal prepping after I record this episode and I am afraid to go, you know, have a list of things and nothing's going to be there. It's like people are taking this so seriously and like putting all of this in mind, like we can't escape the fact that the country and the world is taking this virus as serious as the media is making it out to be. And it's, 
like it's a pandemic. It's a big thing arising right now. But if I were to ask you just one-on-one how you're viewing this virus and this whole situation and how the media is taking it over and how everybody's reacting to it, I'm sure there would be a sense of unknown, maybe a feeling of wondering if this is actually a big deal as everyone is actually making it out to be. I think maybe even you would have a small sense of fear knowing that this virus is flipping and turning literally everybody upside down. And some people are leaving, maybe this is leaving you scrambling for a little bit of hope. But that also begs the question, if we have a relationship with the almighty God and almighty and holy God, and that's just assuming by whoever's listening to this, and if we are connected to him through his perfect son, we should know how God is reacting to this culture phenomenon too. If we're connected with him, we should also know how he's feeling about it. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a relationship with God, there's no judgment, of course. But here is how he's reacting. He's at peace. He is calm. He is resting. He's not even breaking a sweat. And his eyes are relaxed and his heart is warm. And he's at peace. And God is at peace because there is no sickness that can overthrow him. There is no virus that can take his seat at the throne. And no disease can pick up the crown that rests on his head. And if he is at peace, shouldn't we be as well? And I want to read uh, Romans 8, 38 through 39. It says this, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, no height, nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that will be able to separate us from the love of God. And what Paul writes in this letter to the Romans is simply saying that regardless of what this life may bring, regardless of what trials may come and who's ruling over which country, his love is what keeps us safe and what keeps us in his kingdom. And going on the topic of things trying to separate us from the love of God, this includes sickness. This includes cancer and Ebola and the coronavirus and any other form of sickness. And because of this, it even tells us in John 3, uh, I think it's 31, even tells us that he who comes from above is above all. Meaning he has authority over all. He reigns over every sickness that may enter our fragile bodies, but he is also strong and close enough to our strength when our bodies turn weak. So that goes to the question, going back to the whole big question too, like if we know how God is feeling or shouldn't we know what God is feeling? And it's this, if God ain't worried, why should we be? You know, if God ain't stressing, why should we be? If God isn't, I mean, he's concerned about us, but he's not concerned about the things that are not him. It sounds easier said than done. And trust me, it really is easier said than done to to take that question, why shouldn't we be stressed? Because we are. Look, If you were to look around, you would see most of the people talking about it. Um, I work at a medical center and people come in and every conversation I have lately is about the coronavirus and how, what precautions are you guys taking? And it's just, it's creating this big ordeal of panic and stress and everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants to know how everybody's feeling about it. But May I just say that our assurance isn't found in what everybody else is saying or what CNN and what the media is updating us on, what the president is saying. Our assurance is only found in the Lord and the truth that he reigns over all 
and is the glue that is holding every little thing together. He's holding everything together. And I even think back to a time in my own life when I had a health scare. And this was uh, about four years ago when I found a lump located on my body that wasn't there before. And I had no idea what to do. So I had looked up pictures and stuff and was just kind of concerned. So I had, I remember going to my mom about it. And in all honesty, I was, I was pretty scared. Um, you know, she was su- super at peace about it. She's like, you know, things are, we're going to check it out. But like in my heart, I knew like, there's like a 50, 50 shot of like, this is serious and this isn't. Um, and we had looked up pictures of symptoms of the lump. And although half of the results were indications of the lump being benign, there was another half that were cancerous. And although I had my mom telling me not to worry and we'll get everything checked out, there's still that overwhelming fear that was just stuck on my mind. And that the fear was that this lump was cancerous. And we had went to a doctor and, you know, we had gone to take a few tests and I had to get an ultrasound done on the lump. And uh, ultimately, <clears throat> ultimately, the results came back negative for cancer. But it was in those few weeks where I spent the majority of my time just fearing, you know, not not fearing that I would have cancer, but almost that God wasn't good enough to keep me healthy. And it was a selfish thought. And I realized that along the way, I should not have thought that God wasn't good because he is good. But yet things like this make us question his goodness. And looking back on the experience, I realized that God's goodness is so much different from mine. And even if he did allow the cancer to take form in my body, there's still the element of using this sickness as a way to show off his goodness, which is a big reason why this episode is called... uh, There's goodness in the sickness. If I had gotten the sickness, if I had gotten the cancer, there's the either or of the situation. Either I get cancer and pass away. I'm reminded that there's a verse that says to live is Christ and to die is gain. I'm reminded that if I pass on and leave this temporary home sooner than expected, that I will be, as Paul writes, seated with him in the heavenly realms. Then there's the flip side. If we live, if I live and I defeat the disease, there's an opportunity to tell of the goodness of God and how his hand is far more capable of doing what we imperfect humans could never do on our own. There's goodness in the middle of sickness. There is goodness in the middle of sickness. There's goodness in the middle of this outbreak right now. And although sickness was never intended in God's grand layout, he still uses the ugliness of it to bring new light to his glory. You know, God can take things that are so ugly and turn it into something beautiful. Almost like how he did with us. We are dead bones in the grave, but he brings new life to us and he turns graves into gardens. And if you haven't noticed, most of this podcast is uh, centered around the whole, his glory is being revealed over and over again. It's It's a big theme for this show. Because his glory is revealed when we grow and are growing with him. So overall, I want to just talk about what our response should be to this whole coronavirus outbreak. And only, there's only three things that I think we should tell ourselves in the middle of this epidemic. So here they are. One, God isn't freaking out. He is above all, through all, and sovereign over all. He already knows the results and does not have a panic bone in his body. He is not worried. 
He is at peace and is peace. And there's situations where we feel like maybe things are out of control. That's when we can remind ourselves that he is in control, even when things seem way out of control, when things seem way out of proportion. He is not freaking out. So that's the first one. Second thing we should tell ourselves is, two, we can trust him. Uh, Something said in a previous episode was, if he was faithful in the past, he's able to do far more abundantly now. If he was faithful then, he's able now. And Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear now, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You know, our fear does not stand a chance if we stand in his love. Our trust should, our trust is in the all-knowing, the all-powerful king of heaven. We do not need to worry, but when we do, we can put our trust in him. When we start to freak out and we start to stress out, we don't have to worry because he is in control. He is so, so in control. And so that leads to the third one. Three, this life is temporary. And though we cannot control what comes our way, because we want control, that's a big, we want control over everything. And I think that's a big reason why people are freaking out over this whole coronavirus thing too, is because it's a sense of, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like I should be controlling everything, but we don't have any control over it. And though we cannot control what comes our way, we can know that this is not our final home. Once we're in the ground, we don't stay there. We're not just buried in the dirt and that's it. If we are in Christ and have been resurrected with him, we have a final destination and that's with him in heaven. And when our hearts get weary and when we see the world around us as freaking out and, you know, hiding in fear and just taking precautions that, you know, I, more people are washing their hands right now than they ever have been. But when our hearts get weary and when we see this world as it is, we don't have to worry. Because this is not where we are staying. And we can also use the opportunities that come to share of the peaceful home that we will go to when we pass on. This is a huge opportunity. If you're a follower of Jesus, this is a huge opportunity for us to tell of the hope that is to come when we pass on. We're not home yet. And thank you, God, for that. Because if this was where we were meant to be all along, we'd be miserable. But yet God is so good where he says, no, you're coming home eventually. He's like, just show off my glory while you're there. So that should be our response. One, God isn't freaking out. Two, we can trust him. And three, this life is temporary. So here's the challenge of the week. If you were to look everywhere, in every corner with everybody, almost everywhere and everyone is kind of creeping with fear. But we know that in First John verse four, in, uh, chapter 4, it says that perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. And in, in him, there is no fear at all. This week, when someone seems to be worrying about the spread of disease, um, because trust me, you will find someone who is in fear about it. This week, be love. Love doesn't shut down their worries. Love doesn't correct them because their fear seems ignorant. Because their fear is real. And sometimes fear can come off as ignorant. But perfect love listens, perfect love heals, and perfect love speaks words of hope and and encouragement. So when someone starts up a conversation about the disease, you know, maybe at work, maybe at school, 
maybe in friend groups, maybe in family. I, I don't know. But when someone starts up a conversation about it, be alert and remember, oh, it's time to look like love now. And we can use our words as a beacon of hope for mindsets that almost seem hopeless constantly. So we can be loved this week. And to wrap up this episode, um, I also do want to say, please be safe. Um, this is not, I don't mean to come off heartless. I just know that God has something way bigger in store than what we're worrying about now. But please be safe out there. Wash your hands. You know, like it sounds like such a joke, but it really isn't, you know, wash your hands. Um, don't go to a store and stock up on everything, please. Like you will be, we will be fine. God is in control. Um, and don't be afraid to seek prayer in this time. Um, if you need prayer, you can follow me on Instagram. You can DM me and I'll pray for you if you know someone who has it. Um, but my, the hope is this guys, the Lord is in control and our hope is only found in him. So we'll see you guys next time.